What's going on, everybody? And welcome on in to the Brass Ring Media Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. I'm Zach. That's Tyler. And holy smokes, Tyler. We got a lot to get to, man. Raw last night. Goodness gracious. I know that the Cody Rhodes, Rock, Roman Reigns saga, you know, that came out of uh, out of Friday night, um, w- you know, was going to ruffle some feathers, to say the least. But when I was watching Raw to kick off the show, man, I was intrigued. I was intrigued. I thought it was compelling, maybe for all the wrong reasons. But I thought, you know, the follow-up to Friday was pretty darn interesting um, to kick off Raw this week. And I'm just curious, like, what did you make of it? Did you buy it? Did it interest you as much as it interested me? Or is it all just smoke and mirrors for, ah, we got to get past this pesky Vince McMahon news? Is that a reference to Cody's original uh, theme song there? Or you just happened to luck into that? Ooh, I lucked into that. I, I mean, okay. uh, no, 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 planned for weeks. Planned okay, for weeks. <laughs> good, good. I'll give you credit for that. So, okay, good, um, good. Yeah, I think it is – I mean, it's so hard to tell where all this is coming from, right? To me, my guess is that, you know, Paul Levesque is a guy who was told by Ari Emanuel on The Rock, like, hey, Rock's in the main event, so sorry about all your cute little plans. But so on that is as my working case, I think it was pretty interesting to, like, have you guessing, you know, with the involvement of Drew at the beginning segment at the end of the show. Um you know, dude, I love that as I jo- as we joked off air, um, you know, that basically it's felt like the entire episode of Raw was built for you to watch the press conference on <laughs> Thursday, which is like an interesting strategy that they have never done. Right. I don't think WWE's ever tried to make me watch something on a Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. That was not like if I'm sure SmackDown was on Thursday at some point. Um, but it was, that, it like, was. So, so that was weird. Like the sci-fi era, I think was Thursdays uh, for, for SmackDown. So that's time. a dark era of SmackDown, by yeah. the way. Dark, <laughs> real yeah. dark. So all that considered, like to make me intrigued to watch as a fan on Thursday, see what they do um, to, again, not confirm what Cody's doing with Seth, like to say that he is or isn't having Drew get in there and be a uh, subversive character in that discussion um, is interesting, right? I mean, I think they're fighting an uphill battle, and this is not the ideal situation um, for for Cody, for Seth, for Drew, for Paul Levesque, for Roman and Rock, probably. But we'll see what <laughs> happens. And I tend to agree. I haven't been all over the place. I know that there was um, – some reporting by Fightful today that Cody's like down with whatever, but warned them this might not be good. Dave seems to still be all over the place, and Wade kind of thinks that this is what we all think it's going to be as like the kind of big three figureheads of reporting stuff at this time. I, I tend to agree with Wade on the situation of like, I think we're going to get what we're going to get, and we all know it, and we'll see the reaction is. But yeah, I mean, I think for an episode of Raw where I was not expecting every answer to be given to me. It was it was intriguing, and you know, also Ivar beating uh, Akira Tozawa. That was a crazy good segment too. I'm just kidding. That was just like <laughs> I was like I bounce around, and I was like always like man, if someone just turned it on right here, they'd be like, okay, well I'm out on this. So it's just interesting <laughs> like how hard it is to do three hours too. So. 
Yeah, we're burying the lead with that Ivar win. <laughs> um, it's like all yeah, in the same I'm, spot, too. That segment, <laughs> that like seventh segment is just like the, the absolute you know, drizzles. So. Maxine Dupree, flawless as usual. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's like a lot here in that opening segment. I mean, I, I think we can and probably will spend a lot of this show talking about that. Like, I, some topics that I definitely want to hit are. You know, first of all, Seth kind of throwing those bombs at Roman. That was interesting. So I want to talk about that. I also, like, under the radar of the whole, like, Cody thing from Raw is the fact that, like, the whole story, and this is a negative, but the whole story pivoted from Friday. Like, Friday it was Cody's going to – I'm giving I, – I, I'm giving it to The Rock. I want to, like – take everything from Roman and there's a guy that can do that. So I'm going to give this to the rock and then like fast forward to Monday and it's, eh, boy, I really feel it's been a rough couple days, been a rough couple days. Like, ah, man, Cody's all out of whack. The audience has gone crazy. And it's like, that's not, that is like very inconsistent from a story perspective, like in terms of like how they framed up Cody, because you, you could have gone into Monday being like, well, you know, the audience wants Cody, but Cody, you know, really like wanted the rock to have this. If you stuck with that story, that would have been a total pivot from what they actually went with in terms of like commentary, how the audience was shot, you know, the, we want Cody signs everywhere. Like it was a really like interesting pivot that I think has gone flown under the radar a little bit as very inconsistent from, from Friday. And then, yeah. And then you have the Drew, the Drew stuff. Uh, which I think that I definitely want to get into that and his involvement and just how on how fire on fire he is um, right now as a character in, in in WWE. So we're going to talk about all of that um, here and forward. Thanks to everybody who's joining us in the chat. Sean is in there. Adam's in there. Um, Tracy's there. Um, Zach is in there. Um, thank you for joining us live. This is the Brass Ring Media Podcast, the first of two flagship shows in the week uh, for February 6th, 2024. Um, I'm Zach. This is Tyler. Um, we appreciate you being here. We launched a brand new slate of live uh, pro wrestling analysis discussion content this week. Um, yesterday was the first show with Tyler, Monday Mania. We've got our flagship show today. Tomorrow afternoon, I'll be hosting a spotlight show um, at 3 Eastern. Thursday, we're back with the flagship. And Robert Vallejos does his very first um, late night nocturnal knockout show at 10 Eastern for all you night owls out there. So it's been a really exciting week for Brass Ring Media. And we got a lot to talk about, so it's the perfect week for all of this um, for all of this to happen. If you're not a Brass Ring Media member, I encourage you to head over to Patreon and check out what we offer. Um, uh, Member-only podcasts, uh, full access to our uh, newsletter that gets updated daily with written content, analysis, discussion on pro wrestling, um, a members-only podcast, pay-per-view and PLE review shows from multiple different uh, from multiple different companies. And my favorite part, which is access to the member Discord community um, that is just constantly bouncing with commentary on wrestling, on music, on tons of other stuff. It's a blast. Um, and I think that's worth uh, that's worth every penny. It's $4 to become a Brass Ring Media member. Um, and you can head over to Patreon to do that. Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. That's Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. If you want to just consume our free stuff, 
do us a favor and subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to our uh, free Substack newsletter. You can get some written content there as well. And then, you know, maybe upgrade to a member uh, later, later this year, hopefully. Um, Super chats are also open. That helps us do these shows throughout the week. Um, it helps support the show. It helps support Brass Ring Media. We certainly appreciate it. And we will read all questions and comments um, that are dropped in Super Chat. Um, so if we're here till midnight, so be it. We'd like nothing more. Um, than to spend this, this evening with you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you, um, and we'll uh, we'll keep watch on that as the show as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, let's let's continue on with this like Cody story because I want to pick your brain as to like what that was on on Monday last night. Was it a in your mind when you're hearing how you know how Michael Cole's talking about Cody, how you know the the video packages kind of present Cody from Friday night, the audience reaction, the fact that, you know, WWE is leaning into snubbing their own top guy just a few days earlier, um, leaning into that. That is like not, it's not a normal strategy for WWE. When Roman Reigns was, you know, um, getting booed as a top pushed baby face, like, it wasn't until the very end of that where they like leaned into, oh, it's the reaction. There's a reaction, blah, blah, blah. Like they didn't call attention to that too often. Same thing with John Cena. They did, you know, Vince was like very much nose to the grindstone. Let's push through this and let's get to where we want to go. Um, this was a different way of handling like this kind of uh, pushback on a booking decision, on a product. And you saw WWE, the announcers, the talent. You know, even Seth, uh, who's out there kind of um, listening to Rocky Sucks chants and, you know, continuing to talk in a cadence that encourages them to keep coming rather than speeding it up a little bit to shut them down. Um, So it was it felt to me like a collective effort to kind of change this story. uh, Not no pun intended. Um, I don't know that that means it changes anything for WrestleMania, but it did seem like an interesting pivot in terms of how to frame Cody and frame the reaction um, to him and to the rock on Monday night. And that to me was the most fascinating part of the whole, the whole segment was like just kind of watching a different strategy in terms of how to handle, you know, a disgruntled audience. Your take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you had the root of the issue there is, is a Vince world, a Vince WWE and a non-Vince WWE, right? And how they present things. Uh, you would presume that Michael Cole has carte blanche essentially to portray and, and guide the commentary however he sees fit. And same thing to guide McAfee. I'm sure Triple H can get in their ears and do all that sort of stuff. But it seems like a way to, in my opinion, how I viewed it as a fan was, hey, we hear you. We acknowledge you. We get it. But like Cody is like still a top guy. Don't worry. We're going to acknowledge it and be kind of cool about it. And you're going to like, that's going to, you're going to give us points for that. Right. That's cool. Seth just said, we want Cody. Like you better, I but you never thought that was going to happen. You know, it seems like that. Yeah. And it's like really hovering on pandering in my opinion. I don't think it is by default. I think it is truly, like I said, at the very top of the show, I think that, really everyone in the situation um, would probably prefer the Cody story just to finish here and tell a clean long-term story like they have been. So it might be a little bit of catharsis from 
from Seth, who's probably not happy that his big time match is off the table due to an injury. Triple H is probably not happy about getting big footed as well by the rock, etc. So it feels like a little bit of catharsis with a little bit of, Hey, we never do this. So give us some street cred and here, and here it is. So that's how I took it. I think it's also to give you some false hope while watching Thursday. There might be some announcement that will make you happy as a fan. We might get WrestleMania 30 situation here, um, but I just don't see it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's like the, the, what will end up being the sad part, part about all this is I think you're going to have like a Cody who is more popular, you know, because of this snub. Um, mm-hmm. And without the payoff and like, like that's the, it's a, it's a huge risk. I mean, imagine like Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania 30 mm-hmm. and that momentum and then it not happening. And it, that match still being, you know, Batista against Randy Orton. Like, yeah, yeah and, Brian's and Dana Bryan still gets hurt, <laughs> you know, a right, month later. Right. And you, right. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't ever get to play that card. Like, you don't, you just, you don't get to. It's out. It's gone. And really, like, I don't know, you know, if you pass that WrestleMania, and it's a really interesting kind of, like, topic to get into. Like, if you pass that WrestleMania and don't go Daniel Bryan there, who, 12 months is a long time, man. I mean – like especially in wrestling like think about 12 months ago in wwe you know like so much has changed like in the Mm -hmm. product in the company with vince i mean it's it's so different in just 12 months time and so you don't know what will happen so like you know yes you have a more popular cody but that doesn't mean that you get to pay it off like ever like there's no guarantees and and that's, you know, to be fair, to be fair, the same thing with The Rock, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have a chance to do Rock and Roman right now. And if you don't do it, you may never get the chance to do it again. So, like, it, that door does swing both ways. Um, it's just a matter of kind of which, you know, which way you want it, which way you want to go. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I've been thinking about in the last couple of days from a business wwe like their roadmap for their how they want to like promote themselves is that i mean how many ple's next year are overseas in big time stadiums right we have perth already coming up in february um where's the there's one in france too right this year france yeah backlash um backlash yeah and summer summer slam has not been announced where that's going to be i don't think I don't know. I don't believe Crazy. so. But is there something? I think like Money in the Bank is in like Toronto or something. So a Canadian yeah. market. And, and they're probably going to be a German show, you would think, coming up. So yeah. And Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's there too. Yeah. Yeah. So you, my take on this is they're trying to make every PLE like a big time event and maybe not making WrestleMania be so specifically a big event. Uh, Money in the Bank has the gimmick match. Royal Rumble has the gimmick match. Like, if you can do 12 PLEs and like six to eight stadiums for those PLEs, I think that's like a huge win for the company. Mm-hmm. And that might be like, hey, we could do the France show and do Cody and Roman. It's in a stadium. And, you know, so what I'm trying to get at here is that maybe like the story can be finished. It's just like changing your mindset as a fan and see how much they try and alter us. We'll see what happens Thursday. 
of like WrestleMania is the biggest show ever. Yes. But also just like everything in wrestling in WWE, like it, there's a show the next day and yeah. you kind of reset and you've got to really try and make some hot stuff happen to make the next show just as big. Right. So yep. that is the vibe I'm getting as like the lemonade that they're trying to produce out of this, maybe limit of a situation. But, um, you know, if they try and do it like WrestleMania 41, I just, it's, it's going to get pushed back in the opposite direction too, I think. And we're in the opposite, you know, we're fully in opposite Roman and, uh, in John Cena mode, if that's the case of like well, booing the company for whole week, making us wait for one <laughs> moment randomly and, you know, unannounced city. So, well, and I think too, like there's an element of, you know, for, for whatever reason, it seems like people are mad at the rock for some reason and not like the company on this. Cause mm-hmm. they're like backing, you know, Cody Rhodes, you know? And I, so I think there's, whereas like for Daniel Bryan, it was very much like boo WWE, like, you know, and it seems like The Rock is getting a lot of this kind of heat, um, mm-hmm. which is we'll take that direction in a minute. The, but to your point though, you know, what? Who's to say? You know, and I'm not necessarily advocating for this, but who's to say you don't run some kind of huge event in Atlanta, Georgia, like Cody's near Cody's hometown? Um, you run like. I don't know where the Falcons yeah. play, you know, yeah, Mercedes. For, yeah, yeah, Phase Benz Arena, and you do some huge event there, like even if it is like backlash or like you know not backlash, but some other like random event. Like, does it does it matter? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it does. I mean, there's certainly a pageantry around WrestleMania, um, but but you're but you're right to call out the fact that like. WWE, especially with the UFC partnership, especially when they start to go and do weekends to get like weekend shots together, like, you know, UFC one day, WWE the other, another day, mm-hmm. like that, that'll be huge, you know, and it won't be WrestleMania. It'll be something else. So I don't think it's totally like irresponsible to look at that concept and go, okay, like you're not necessarily like not finishing the story here. It's just, you're not finishing at WrestleMania. Now, with that said, I still would have gone about this differently for, from Cody's perspective. And it seemed like when you break this thing down, if you go into this saying what I think, which is there's this is rocking reigns. Like, that's what they're going to do at WrestleMania, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty confident about that. It's just based on everything that we saw yesterday. Um, what they did pivot on is not so much the idea of, oh, crap, we're not going to do rocking reigns at WrestleMania, but – maybe we messed up in terms of how we presented Cody, like mm-hmm. how Cody and his character went about this. And to me, more than the match itself on raw, you saw like a correction of that part of this, which is like, let's fix, let's try to fix how Cody got here because Friday made absolutely no damn sense. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we talked about that Saturday. We, we did a special show on Saturday. If you haven't seen it, um, you can find the podcast or you can watch it on our YouTube channel, but yeah, I mean, it, it. again, my conspiracy theory was that The Rock was probably getting checked out by Dr. James Andrews in Birmingham, where the city was. So it was like, hey, he's already in town, so let's just do it now, instead of trying to fly him into wherever it is this week, right? Um, so, because you could have done a lot of the same stuff, like the bloodline could have attacked Cody when he decided to uh, announce that he was going to do it. The Rock could have come and saved him, and he's tired of all that BS and 
he implores Cody in another segment to be like, let me, like, I'm not trying to take your moment, but like, I got to take him out. I've taken out every legend you can think of at, at this stage. I can't be like, I got to do it here for my family, for my people, whatever. Right. Like that's a hard argument. If you do it even on two, three segments and like, yes, would there be some groaning? Would there be some eye rolling by people like you and I of like, Oh my gosh, he's doing this. But to just do what they did, right, is is seventy to seventy five percent of the problem, and it, it, uh, it, yes, yep, yep. So, because you know, like it's hard to argue as people who are going to watch the sport nonetheless, right? I think that you, at least you and I, fit in that boat. Um, that uh, it's hard to argue having the biggest match you can put on for the casual fan, right? But it's it's how you do Cody it, it's why you do the why he wins the rumble period like why again I it's just like unbelievable that CM Punk did not win the rumble and just set up that match with um with Seth unless he got injured and they pivoted like I've said many times but it's like all of that stuff compiled together with obviously all the negative news about Vince and the company itself but um it's just a weird stew that we're not used to WWE on this hot streak finding itself in of like really, really questionable booking decisions and yeah. uh, presentation of characters. Well said, well said. And, and like, yeah. And, and, and Monday really was a pivot from that, like showing Cody, like unsure, like, is he questioning his decision? Mm -hmm. And he didn't say anything one way or the other. So he didn't confirm it either way. Um, but like acknowledging the, you know, the backlash to his decision, um, you know, it's that that's not consistent with what we saw on Friday, which is like a clear it's not gonna be at WrestleMania. I gave this thing to The Rock and now mm -hmm. I'm gonna move on. And so I think that that's something to watch in terms of like somebody figured out, if nothing else, we can't keep going down this road because it makes Cody look so bad. Now, my next question for you is how do you handle WrestleMania? Because you've 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 spent like Okay, so Seth Rollins last week comes out and talks about his title being the secondary title. And please challenge me so, so like we can prove that it's not the secondary title. Then Cody goes to SmackDown and he gives that up, gives up a shot at, at Roman's title, doesn't confirm definitively and in like a very confident like i need i need this i need the workman's title like like doesn't even address that but it's like just assumed that he's going to go after seth and everybody freaks out on social media world like wwe's most disliked video of all time trending we want cody all in the framework of facing roman so seth's seth's title just keeps getting more dirt just kicked on it and kicked on it and kicked on it then on monday like then on Monday, Seth comes out there. He calls Cody Rhodes the best. He's the best. Not me. Not the guy that's holding the belt. You, Cody. You're the best. I need to I need to beat you. Only for Cody to just essentially not react. And for the audience <laughs> to go, boy, oh, boy. Like, we don't know what Cody's going to do. He's really torn up about this. And not – so at no point throughout all of this has Cody ever put over the idea – of facing Seth and winning the world heavyweight championship or trying to win the world heavyweight championship. I think that's like a central issue here. So much so that if you're Cody, I don't even know that I want that match. Like 
I I think that if you're Cody and like like if I could face Drew in a singles match, I think I might take that as long as the pay is the same. Like <laughs> it just is to me like if you're gonna like do this match and that's what they're gonna do at some point, you have to have Cody go out there and make the case for like why it's important for him to win this as opposed to winning the other the other championship from Roman. And all that's happened here so far is like just dirt and burying this this world title. That stood out to me in a big way. And I don't know, man, Tyler, like how you come back from that, from that part of this angle. What did you think of it? Did it, did it stand out to you or, or no? Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, uh, I, I'm glad that you kind of let off me trying to argue that that is not the secondary title. It, of course, is, right? I mean, that's just the way it's presented. Yeah. When it's presented, when it appears below the, the world title that was merged of the real world title and then the secondary <laughs> world title. Yes, right, I mean, this, right. This one is like a third world title, technically. I mean, you can go down the lore of, of, of belt lineage and it's probably you know, the, the AWA, whatever, tr- trio's title might have more prestige than this one is currently, right? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, there's that. And also one thing to think of here is Cody seems like a guy who's pretty protective of his character, right? As much as he can be. I don't think he wants to do like a babyface babyface match either at WrestleMania. I think he's like not yeah. interested at, at all, let alone what he thinks of the title, what his character would think of the title. Like, yes, is it weird for him to, unless he, you know, which would I'd be fine with. I always am. Like if you ever want to pitch an idea, anyone out there of like combining belts in a match, I think that's like always the best idea. But, um, <laughs> You know, it wouldn't make any sense for a belt that's under a year old to be merged with the world title. And that's the only reason Cody should be going for this title. If he's going to take that and then right. use that as leverage to take on Roman, who has beaten The Rock and then becomes the ultimate person of WWE because he's beaten everybody in a two-month, three-month period, right? That'd be a great story. It would tie everything up nicely together. He could help. He, him and The Rock could have a tag match in between to like make sure they're all good in kayfabe, all that sort of stuff, right? And that is all fine and dandy. But yeah, I mean, the the secondary title is what it is. It's a secondary title, right? I mean, the way that, you know, if you put, dropped an alien on TV last night and made them watch TV last night, let's say they already knew Roman's belt was number one. You gave them that prerequisite information. You download that into their whatever their brain is. I would be shocked if they wouldn't tell you that the internet intercontinental title was the second most prestigious title in the company. The way that there's whole segments, he's talking yep. about it, how he's the greatest champion of all time, all that sort of stuff. Right. So, um, that's just where it is right now. Right. So I certainly think as your kind of last point alluded to, it's rock and Roman. It's probably, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Seth is, what Seth is going to do in his match. I think Seth and Gunther would be great. Um, and like you could do ultimate warrior style and Gunther then drops the mm-hmm. intercontinental title and becomes the world champion. I think that fits great. And that's an awesome match to have. And then, yeah, Cody and drew or like some sort of tag match with, I don't know who you could get. If there's some star that can be paired with, with Cody, I think that'd be fun. If, if, Cody and, and Jade wanted to have a mixed tag match against Drew and somebody like Drew and Bianca. I don't know. Like, at least that's like, think of like the 
um, Ronda Rousey, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon match. Like, right. Yeah. That was the best match. What was that like? 36? 34. I was in the building for that. 34. Yeah, it was um, not great. That was good, yeah, but the rest of That was like was the best match on that show, right? By Off far. Top of my head. Yeah. By far. So that can get you into a spot of like, yeah, it's not the main event. It's not really what you want. You kind of get through this. Cody's the, now the biggest thing going to the Raw after Mania. And you move on to Roman. He fights him. Like, yes, you strain that sort of what does the Royal Rumble mean. But, I mean, look at Bailey. Like, she's not even on this. Her and Neo Sky are not even on this. Right. Uh, press conference thing and her like essentially being turned on or whatever that was on Friday like that feels pretty worthless to me for for winning a rumble so I think the sanctity of the rumble has already been downgraded um, over the last 30 years anyway so. it has yeah, agreed agreed so you brought up um, – we're going to get to some Super Chats in a minute, and thank you guys for, t- for putting those in. The Super Chats are on. Um, we do appreciate the contributions. It helps us out. Um, any amount is so helpful, and uh, we're very appreciative of everybody who has put them in already, and we will get to those in a second. Um, so thank you, thank you. Um, we have this press conference on Thursday. If you didn't know, we joked about it off, off air that they really like – Beat you over the head with the fact that, hey, there's a press conference on Friday or on Thursday. Yeah. Jesus. And it's in Vegas, which is also the home of the Super Bowl. Um, you know, this is clearly, you know, it's a media play for sure. Yeah. They'll, they'll hit Radio Row like crazy. Everybody yep. that's part of this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it is just a total media push. And honestly, look, it's 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 a pretty good idea. I think it's a pretty smooth mm-hmm. idea. Um you know, one, especially if you have the rock. One better idea, they should do it like at a pool at the MGM, uh, outside the MGM when it's like 30 degrees, right? If you remember <laughs> AEW announcing the first double or nothing. Oh, my uh, God. What an event. And it was like freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, it was like 30, it was like 40 degrees or something. Uh, yeah, good serious. thing that company was like new and fresh then, because I think five years later, if they did something like that. Oh, yeah. They would just be eviscerated for like, oh, look at them. They're trying. You know, now yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody looks so freezing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's awesome. Yeah, this won't be that. This is going to be inside, I think. Um, and it's so it's build a press conference, and The Rock's going to be there. Roman Reigns is going to be there. They, Michael Cole, yesterday, and it was glaring. He did not. He definitively said that nothing is decided for WrestleMania. We don't know. It's going to be finalized at this thing, at this press conference thing. So, like, mm-hmm. that's a pivot, too, you know, because Roman or Cody essentially said, it's, this isn't happening at WrestleMania on Friday. And now all of a sudden, okay, it's not that. So, clearly, there was a pivot made to we want to go into this thing not with people not really knowing what's going to happen with these mm-hmm. with the big matches on the show. Um for as inconsistent as that is, you know, kind of, you know, show to show, episode to episode. Um, are you expecting a big angle here or more just par for the course? They're going to announce the matches and they're going to announce Roman and Rock and they're going to have a stare down and they're going to announce, you know, Cody and Seth and they're going to have a stare down. And Rhea is going to be there to talk about her match and, you know, and so on and so forth. Like, how do you think they're going to use this kind of, unique opportunity because they've never done anything like this before or mm-hmm. it's been a while if they yeah. if, if anything and so yeah. it's a good idea i think it's a cool idea 
people are going to be watching, but how much oomph do you think they put into it in terms of angles? Yeah, I think a good amount of angles um, for the amount of people they have there. Also, this is like way on the books a long time ago. It's at T-Mobile Arena. And you can buy tickets for this too, right? And it's like kind of crazy expensive to go to this thing. It's free was like, to go to it, but you can have okay. like a – You can buy the like VIP a package. package, yeah. Okay, because that was like $500 or something, right? So yes, that's what yes. see. But you get to meet like beer. Triple H and all those guys. Like you get to meet like big well, – That's good. Guys. Don't ask him any questions. If anyone no. cares, going to that package. Um, so <laughs> I still got like three months. No, of that don't. please you don't. Know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, it. This has been on the books. This has been scheduled. You have The Rock. You've got Roman. You got Paul Heyman. You probably have the rest of the Bloodline that, even though they're not announced, Cody. Um, yeah. I mean, they're going to do something, and it's going to be, you know, I think they want to do akin to a UFC press conference, which yeah. usually gets. A lot of hype for matches, obviously not the same type of hype. Usually that is somebody being like the obvious real life heel of, of the fight or, you know, a Conor McGregor throwing chairs into the crowd or breaking windows of buses, that sort of stuff. So you can see something like that. But, yeah, I, I think it's definitely Roman and Rock and the bloodline and Heyman and Rock. What Rock says, what Cody, if Cody does say anything, if he comes to the defensive Rock, if he, if there's an attack, whatever, right? I think there's all those things are on the table. And then it's a, you know, a reason for then for you as a fan to watch Friday to see, you know, what the fallout of that is, right? This is kind of like a PLE to see like the announcement that will then have the fallout on Friday that you'll see a recap of, right? So what that is, I don't know, but um, we'll see. It's just hard to judge on because it's something that they haven't done in a long time and, I guess I'm I'm curious what you think. I'm like pretty dubious on it working fantastically well, depending on how long this is going to be. Like this is over an hour. I think this is like not going to be super good entertainment to be watching on Peacock. But if it's under an hour, I think you can get some stuff in there. I mean, honestly, like 20 minutes is probably good. Yeah. And kind of over press conferences in general in, in wrestling, like the having none of them for like 40 years. And then, like, the absolute bloat of them the last five years with Tony Khan kind of bringing them back. Um, you know, I'm good. I mean, you've never gone to one, I don't think, of, and by your own volition at, yeah, at a live I, but On purpose. I don't, yeah. I'm just not there for, like, kayfabe press no. conference. You know, I could watch the daily briefing in the, in the White House for, you know, for any administration by that means of if I want to get kayfabe on an answer for something. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I look, and I, that's why I kind of hope that, like, on Thursday, what I hate, what I don't like about these press conferences and both companies is this mix of like, we're in storyline, we're not in storyline, we're in storyline, we're not. Like, we're going to talk seriously about this topic, but Tony Storm is going to come out and do her, like, and, you know, her shtick at yeah. the same time. And then, but then, you know, MJF is going to talk seriously, you know, about being bullied and as a kid and like get really serious and, and really real. That's what I, that's what I don't like. Like, I hope that this thing on Thursday is straight story and that's it. And they present rock and Roman, like pro wrestlers, pro wrestling characters. They're going to wrestle a match at WrestleMania and whatever angle you have there, that's it. But I don't, I don't like the mixing of like the meta non meta. And so I'm hoping that the fact that there's fans there, um, will you know make them more apt to just go that route rather than 
try to have Roman Reigns sit there and answer questions or even Triple H for that matter. Like I think Triple H in this environment, like don't open it up to questions. This is a show. Like it's a WWE event. It's a WWE show. This shouldn't be like a news thing to me. That, and that's just, I hope how they, how they treat it. Um, and if they do treat it that way, I think they can get a lot out of it. Cause I think like, the environment, the idea of Roman and Rock, you know, staring each other down. Same thing with Cody and Seth. Like, there's a there's a level of like making this official in that way that I think can pop. That that really makes those matches seem bigger than maybe they even they are even that they are right now. Um, so I hope they kind of take take that route with it. I think if you watch this, hoping for some grand pivot and Cody getting into this match. I think you're going to be disappointed. I don't. I just don't think they're going to go that route at this point. I think they've got way too much. Like the chips are like all with Rock and Roman right now. And I, and I honestly think that like if you have a pivot back and Cody gets involved somehow, it'd be really difficult to for him to explain. Okay, so here's what I did. I won the Royal Rumble and then I gave up my title shot to the Rock against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and then I got like unsure about that and so now like i kind of like just want it back and so rock like hands it back like that's not that's not cool like that's not fun to watch like that like i just think that that's a really hard like putt to sink you know at this at this at this point so i think they had they'd have more luck right now just going with rock and roman and working really hard for rome for cody to sell the fact that he wants to beat Seth Rollins for this title and why, and like, just tell that story. And, and, you know, they messed up on Friday, big time, no question about it. Um, they messed up at the rumble big time, no question about it with this rock stuff, all but a certainty. Um, but, but I don't know that the answer is to cave on all of this pressure because it's a really hard story to tell that way too. And I don't think that that makes Cody look all that great either. I mean, I agree. And, and the, the the real life of it is like the rock has to take himself out of this match. Right. He has to be so has, worried yeah. that him and Roman are going to get booed out of the building, which they certainly might. But you're going to have a pretty tired crowd also. So maybe it'll be a little less than, than you worried about <laughs> being the last match of all of them. But, um, you know, and then, yeah, in storyline, it's not good either. Cause at this point you've committed, I mean, the, the rock hasn't said he, he didn't say anything on Mike. Right, he just like hugged Cody and said something to him, mm-hmm. and then stared down Roman. Right, so technically, I guess there would be an out um, if you wanted to backtrack. But technically, feel, yeah, you can make up some BS of like, oh yeah, uh, Jungle Cruise Seven got greenlit for Disney Plus, so I got to go film <laughs> that. Um, you know, whatever that makes sense. But you know, it is what it is, and yeah, I mean, Cody and Seth explain that like i think it's gonna be more compelling i kind of want to see seth and roman like talking crap about each other um Dude. more so like because that's been like some of the best stuff i wish drew was there like with this cardboard cutout of cm punk and like just ripping him <laughs> apart i think that would be just super drew on the stuff. side of the screen just ripping up a cardboard cutout. yeah or well, not punk. i mean like verbally right like being kind of oh, okay. essentially being like oh oh it's uh, uh sorry Oh, and then like he rips his arm and it's like, oh, I guess he's out. Sorry, guys. I was going to wrestle him. But, you know, all that sort of stuff. That'd be super fun. 
So that's what I would do if I was, but it is there. I do have some, some fancy booking for you. If you'd like that or can save that an idea, right? That's gotta be bandied about. So let me know when you want that. Dude, go for it. All right. Hit it. So like, what if you like, what would you rate this on? Like a one to 10 of like, one is like, man, that you just, you just made this way worse than it needed to be from like a, one is like Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett. Um, Texas Chainsaw match. Ouch. Uh, okay. So really is, bad. Yeah, tens and tens like, you know, you made the best lemonade possible out of the situation. Not the greatest thing of all time, but yeah. um you know, like what if the bloodline solo Jimmy attack Cody during his match with Seth and cost him that title and then that like repivots Cody at the end of the night and then focus on like okay, he didn't win that title, but he got screwed again by them. So now you want him to beat him even more so. And I'm not saying you do that the next night. I'm also not saying you don't do it the next night. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I think there might be a way to like really get in there. Or you at least get that story of like he didn't win the title. He had a long match with Seth. Seth got a win back finally, but it was through ill-gotten means. So that's like a story to tell later. I think it refocuses Cody to like, Maybe he takes out Jimmy or Solo the next night. He wrestles twice. He beats Solo clean on like the opening match of night on Sunday. I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's some machination there of like they got to screw him over because he can't win that belt or else we're in like a real pickle. Yeah. I mean, and so that's why I give your idea like a six, like at this point, because I don't, I don't think that it like really, I don't know that that's like a great, like, like this is the this is just pristine booking. I'm definitely not, but you already got yourself in this hole, obviously. Well, right, but and that's the thing. But like, and and you can't like I don't know, man. Like I, you can't have Cody win that belt. Like yeah, that would that's be my main concern. So deflating. Like <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to like avoid that, and that's why I almost like it almost makes sense. And I think honestly, this is what they were kind of, you know leaning towards yesterday is doing like a triple threat between drew and cody and seth because that way you know cody can like keep his momentum he's in a big match it can even be the main event if you want it to and you know like cody doesn't have to win he doesn't have to lose it sucks it's not good but like he can't win that belt i mean especially now like like I think if you had a big promo yesterday of like he passes on the Roman opportunity and he sits back and he goes, says something to the effect of like, man, Seth really got in my head. And I started thinking about my dad and my dad being like this workhorse champion and going from this territory to that territory and NWA's world heavyweight champion and, and you know, wrestling every day, twice on Sunday. And man, I was sitting there and, like with my daughter and with my wife and like that, it hit me. Like I need to, I need to win this belt or, you know, whatever, like sell the hell out of it. Like if he cut that promo, maybe you're thinking about this a little bit differently, but he didn't, he did not. And so the minute you don't cut that promo, you really undersell what a win like that would, would mean. And it would totally come across as a consolation prize. And frankly, if these last few days have told you anything about Cody, he's he's too big of a star for that like he needs to be the focus and a top focus and so i don't think you give him a consolation prize even if 
you know, it makes sense to do so. I, you know, you get him out of that match without winning that title. And the fact is, if the bloodline is the ones that do it, it just fans the flames for that Roman match even more. And so, yeah, that's why it's I like, think that's it's what, a solid idea. It, that's like while I was saying it, I was like, well, then you have to like put him in that match the next night because it's like you, you cannot, he like the character cannot be like, oh, you screwed me out of that. All right, well, I'll see you guys on Monday. Yeah, yeah. You know, see SummerSlam, Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm doing Make a Wish at the Children's Hospital on Sunday. So right. Kind of, you know, right. No. Yeah. Is, you can't. Be, you'd have to commit to that. But, yeah. yeah. You'd have to commit. Um, but that's why it's like, is it great? No. But is it like a good escape hatch? Yeah, kinda. You know, it kind of. I think it kind of is. Um, I and so you kind of answered one of my next questions, which was like, what do you do? with Cody. Like how does Cody, the character salvage this? And so you kind of answered that. I think, I think you just need like, you know, I think you need like the, like the over the top, over dramatic Cody baby face promo. Like, I think this is a time, it might even be time for like that meta babyface promo that you know like Cody's dying to like to do out there where you're just like Cody like acknowledges the fans he's like look I know you guys want this I've got something I've got I've got it I'm you know yeah. trust me he, he tweeted, tweeted that yeah right basically that tweet yeah like lean into that like just and then go this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna you know wrestle for the world heavyweight title and and then I'm coming for Roman and like, just like, just get it out. Just be done with it. Like, just be done with the drama around it. I think it was fun for a week. <laughs> I really do. Like that promo segment with the three of them yesterday was like I said, really intriguing. Um, but at some point you've got to just get to where you're going. And the longer he hems and haws about it, the less important that world heavyweight title seems for him. Mm -hmm. And the worse it's going to be to see him kind of be stuck in that, in that match if they keep they keep the hope out there that it, that he might not be so you got to be really careful with that where's uh where's this one on one to ten cody beats seth in the main event of night one damian priest cashes in pins pins cody immediately after he wins that and then cody does not pursue him for some reason I don't know how you get to that point, but let's say that happens. I don't. I don't know the the last the last like ten percent of that. I don't know the answer to right now. But where's that on your scale? Because uh, it's not, bad to me. That's like low, a two low, or three. Low. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't have him? I, he, I don't think he can win that title in any capacity. Like, yeah, because then like I winning really, it and losing it immediately would be like. Oof. Right. Like, and I get yep. like the thought, the thought process yeah. you get is okay. You get him the win, but then he immediately loses the title. And then you're just kind of just done with that. But like you're building a moment here and the moment is Cody winning the world title, the big world title for the first time over the biggest star. That's what you're building here. And mm -hmm. I just don't think you can give that away. Like in any other capacity, like there's just too much equity there. Like I would rather wait for like another two years than to give him that world title. I, 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 if, if you tell that story, you'd have to have him beat Roman, and then like Roman would like low blow him, and then Priest comes in and pins him. It's like Tommy Dreamer, right? Modern yes. Tommy Dreamer thing, and then Cody has to like right. decide decide where to go next. Right? Does he get his title back, or does he punish Roman yeah. for the low blow? Like that, 
I wouldn't advocate for that, but that's like, I think Cody would be salivating at that story. I think he loves that sort of baby face character. So. Yeah. I mean, and that would be a good way to do that, but I still, that mean that it, that involves him winning that world title. I, I don't think you want to see the three count at all with a title on the line until it's, yeah. Until it's Roman's belt, so maybe that's yeah. not Roman. Maybe it's the Rock, or who, I don't know. But um, yeah, no, no. So no, bad. One, one, negative one. <laughs> Let's get some super chats. Um, these have been awesome. Um, thank you, everybody who's dropped them in. The super chats are open. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is the Brass Ring Media Podcast. We are live all throughout the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, twice on Thursday. Uh, you can head to our Twitter page, uh, BrassRing underscore media, to get the full schedule. You can also just subscribe to our channel here on YouTube and uh, uh, hit the notification button so that you know when we are live. Um, all throughout the week, we launched a brand new slate of shows, Monday Mania with Tyler, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, Spotlight with me, yours truly, tomorrow night, 3 p.m. Eastern, more to come on that. And then Robert Fajajos makes his BrassRing Media debut Thursday night, 10 Eastern with Nocturnal Knockout, a really fun um, sports-like presentation of, uh, like sports talk presentation of uh, professional wrestling analysis. So super pumped for that. So hit that subscribe button. I think you'll be happy that you did. Uh, we got some really cool content um, coming up all throughout the week. Let's start with, uh, let's see here. Who do we want to start with here? Let's start with, let's start with Adam. Adam has been making some really good points in the live chat. Thank you, Adam. Adam drops in and says, Cody's story should have ended last year. I'm good with whatever match, honestly. Rock match is one shot. Cody is the story. Both will be subpar from an average standpoint. Yes, Adam. So, like, I think, okay, look, that's a very uh, responsible, level-headed opinion to have on this situation. There's not a ton of those out there right now, Adam, so good stuff on that. Thank you. Um, I... Uh, based on how this year went until like right now, I, I kind of like was eating a little more crow on Cody winning last year. I was in the building. That building was pissed that they didn't, that mm. Cody didn't win the title that Roman won again. And I was like, maybe I was just like drinking the Kool-Aid that night, but I thought it was like a really big mistake. And I think we talked about it, you know, in the shows that we did afterwards that, mm. um, you know, that everything seemed to like project out to that point. And how can, how can they keep Cody hot for another year? Is that possible? Um, well, fast forward, they did, you know, he had a really nice little series of matches with Brock Lesnar. And then he really did nothing else <laughs> of, of substance. Like, you know, some matches. Dom, Dom, yeah. The war games. Yeah. Yeah. War games. Since acted, like like little stuff, you know, yeah. and, but they got there. And, you know, now you got him to a, 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 a place where, like, he, people clearly still want to see him wrestle Roman Reigns and win the title. So I I don't know, Adam, that you can look at that and go, like, it should have ended last year because they got a lot out of that this year. The thing of it is, like, you do have to pay it off. Like, does it matter? Does all of that matter if you don't pay it off? You know, and I, I would argue no. Like, it doesn't. Like, you have to, like you have to end the story well for the rest of it to mean something. Um, and so I think we're still TBD on that. Um, but I am with him on this point, Tyler, that I'm, I'm like pretty good with whatever match happens here. Like, and I see from like a business angle why both are good, you know, like Cody 
and Roman, that's a match you've been working towards for sure. And there's all the reasons that we've talked about for going with that. But, and I've said for three years, you know, in various podcast forums and in written, uh, written analysis, like if you have the rock, you got to do the rock match. Like the rock might not have any more matches in them ever period. This is it. Um, it's a big match for the company. It's a big match for Roman Reigns and like the bloodline story. Like, remember like that bloodline story is a thing too. Um, that's the thing that's been going on longer than Cody, you know? And so I think that, that there's an argument to be made that that fits and you, you do, you do that, you do that match because you can. And because you've got what 10 other opportunities to do Cody versus Roman this year, if you want to, so I do agree on that. And I, you know, look, I think the matches from themselves will be what they are. Like, I think Rock and Reigns is a, is not going to be like Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. But the spectacle of that is going to be off the charts. And, and same thing with Cody for that matter. So regardless of the in-ring, I think it's more about the WrestleMania spectacle than anything. So, um, yeah, over to you. Yeah, I think Cody and Roman would be the better match, right? The better pro wrestling yeah. match. Like it, it would definitely be vibes of Sammy and, and Roman in Montreal, but like probably amped up <laughs> even more so of like, this has got to happen. And then, you know, Cody would, I, I mean, the number of near falls, I mean, good Lord in that match. Who, oh, who knows how many? Yeah. <laughs> like of where Cody is absolutely hundred percent dead and finally kicks out at 2.999 repeating. And uh, twice, and, you know, probably two Pat different McAfee's, spots. Pat McAfee's head literally explodes and he gets a new <laughs> new head put on there. Um, you know, that would be there. You know, Rock and Roman, you know, do I think Rock has the best instincts? I don't, I don't think anyone's accused him of having like the best like in ring instincts of, of, of all the legends that he is next to, right? Probably is lower on that tier than a lot of other big time Mount Rushmore type talents in WWE history. Um, he's just charisma personified and, you know, people love him. That bell does have to ring as many say, <laughs> and that's been rocks issues for, for a long time, including when he was, you know, 27, not 52. So, right. uh, you know, what's like the best rock match like worked probably one of the Austin matches. I'd, I'd argue like, like what, 17, like maybe 17. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, I don't, you know, I just don't think anyone accused Rock of being like the greatest, no, the okay mid ring performer of all time, right? He's like pretty vanilla in the ring. I don't um, think he would tell you that. I think he would yeah, be like, no. hell no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, and it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you work in the yeah. ring or not. Yeah, it's about <laughs> the talking more than anything, selling the match. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's where I would be. And yeah, the bloodline thing is interesting, right? Because like, if we get past this on Thursday. I'm super intrigued to see like what the story is, like yeah. what Jimmy and Solo does. Does like Rikishi come in for this? Like I mm -hmm. think he kind of does, right? To like he worked back then with Rock. And, like what does he decide? Does he does what is what is Jay doing at this time? Right? Like mm -hmm. all of that coming together here, it feels pretty big. And Paul Heyman is going like, to be on a microphone with the Rock. Like that's yeah. money. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot here, and that is going to be good in the end. And like, not to get a picks here, but um, man, like Roman's got to win, and like I, I'm not as certain about that as you are. Like it seems, 
We're gonna like, get to. Our... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't yeah, jump on Zach's super okay. chat here. Oh, Zach, Zach says odds that the Rock walks out of Mania as champion. And uh, real quick, thank you, Adam, for the show contribution. Appreciate it. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it very much. Odds Rock walks out of Mania as champion. So yeah, you and I are on. A, I guess maybe kind of on opposites of this, or like leaning opposite directions. I think it's like no yeah. question. Roman's got to win. Yeah, it just depends. Like the the belt is not defended ever, right? So if Rock wants to hold it and like cut like three promos until SummerSlam, and maybe Roman gets it back, and then like literally you are finishing the story, I guess, with Cody and 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 uh in Roman, like that would be trajectory of like it's really up to Rock, right? This is more of a politics backstage question than anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if like if Triple H is booking this, there's no chance. And Roman's winning it, and then Cody's dethroning him down the line, right? That's the easy story. He, like, seems to have the bloodline in order, and maybe Cody then saves Jimmy's morality and makes Jimmy and Jay friends again, and they help Cody. And, or they they subdue Solo from attacking, and then Cody can be hit a crossroads and pin, pin Roman, right, at SummerSlam in Munich or whatever it's going to be, or you know, London or mm-hmm. wherever they're going to do it. Thing, right yeah yeah New York yeah. in met life for SummerSlam like they'll totally sell that place out if that's the case so um that is the way to book it obviously but if if you think if rock wants to win it he's not winning that thing like it just depends if he's got the availability and the story yeah. to tell and lose it later like he wanted the title for second in a lifetime just to just to have it when he walked in right and that didn't mm-hmm. make any sense but it is what it is so it's more of a politicking question I just don't know what Dwayne wants to do yeah, no, I mean for sure. I mean if I mean if he's saying like, hey, yeah, I'm in for two more matches or one more match, like yeah, yeah. maybe you think about it. Like I, I guess my and I guess my you know my assumption is that he's just not, and so like you just he's just too busy. So like you do it, you yeah. get out, you know what you can out of it, make Roman bigger, um, and that's, so, you know, and that's whole, if he can the whole board yeah. the whole board member thing. If he's like pops in occasionally now well, and he's yeah. like that. And to help the fiduciary nature of his position on the board, like it's more likely yeah. now than it ever has been. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For totally. And that's why, like, it's weird. Like, you know, um, the reports that came out today about, hey, you know, Rock, this was part of Rock. I think it was Fightful that you said reported that this was yeah. part of Rock, like, becoming a board member. Like, I need to yeah, have this match. Like as of January third, that was that. I think that was more of a Dave report than Sean's, but okay, it was like okay. the deal came through on January third for the stock option and the board seat, and like this match was locked in at WrestleMania was what they reported. So yeah, take that so with, like, what, with what you will. This makes me think that like it was like hard for Rock to get this match. <laughs> like it's like oh, so he, it had to be included in this deal, and it's like. It, it, whatever, like maybe it's big money. I'm sure it is big money, but like it's just the way that was reported, it was like, wait, so like they wouldn't give him the match in previous years? Like that doesn't sound right either. Um, but again, that's just and I don't know just, who that like what camp that comes from, right? Like that could make you look good or bad depending on your how you attack it. That information, yeah. it's oh, like it's, the oh, most neutral, it's like the most neutral information you could ever give anybody. So I don't know what side yeah. that came from. I would assume like a a Paul Levesque underling fed that to somebody. I was like, oh yeah, he big R and like he said he needed it or else the deal wouldn't go through. So you know, yeah, that's my guess. 
Mm-hmm. So just take that for what you will. No, I think it makes a lot of sense reading 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 that the way it goes. Um, we'll get to uh, Adam here for another super chat. Uh, they don't need to be five star matches. Them being uh, Cody versus Roman or Rock versus Roman, the storytelling will be phenomenal in either match. And yeah, that's that's a thousand percent. I think the point you know of the of these two matches in particular, like um, it's the spectacle. It's Rock Hogan, you know, like it's Kevin Owens. Steve Austin type stuff where it's like the match is terrible, but it doesn't matter because the rest of it and all that's going around and the characters and the star power and the story like that shines better. And so as long as you are able to tap into that in your match and the audience is there reacting, I, I and, and these guys are also all any combination of those of that, like, I think you're, you're good in, in as far as, as far as that goes, even if it's not, you know, a five-star classic. So, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know that either of us judge like whether or not a match was good based on that. You love Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville more than anybody that I know and mm-hmm. totally changed my perception of it along with how Sami Zayn talked about it. That's not a five-star match from a technical, like, you know, Bret Hart type perspective, but damn, it sure is good. It sure is a good yeah. one. So, I mean, it's like Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. Like, that was like a right. two star match, but it was a hell of a spectacle. It's something you'll never forget. Yep. Right. Uh, it's, it's R Truth getting the hot tag. Yes. In this year's Rumble. It's the thing I'm going to remember most from the Rumble. So, right. It depends what you want to like look at and like, um, it's there. So, I've got yeah. another terrible booking decision for you if you want to hear that. Another terrible fantasy booking. Okay. One minute. I want to get to, uh, yeah. one more. I'm sure. Think chat. about it. Every machination of these bad situations they're in. And I think I got the worst one now. So the worst one? You're sitting there thinking of like the worst ideas? Well, I'm just thinking of like everything you could do, every equation, every position you could put all everybody in. And this is the worst one with the worst outcome, I think. (laughs) That's amazing. I think you'll agree, but uh, I'm excited to tell you. All right. Well, we're going to go to Tracy first, and then we're going to go to Tyler's worst idea ever. And then we're going to hit some super chats um, that, uh, you guys graciously dropped in that are not on this topic, which I'm pumped about because there's some really good questions mm-hmm. there. Tracy mm-hmm. jumps in. We all knew Vince was emotionally abusive. Now we can add WWE <laughs> creative to, to that list. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I don't know. This is like, this has my brain. And, and since this came in, I was thinking about how to respond to this because I think it's so like, there's just so much to this comment, Tracy. And I'm like, my head's spinning a little bit because, you know, there were some, like all of the Vince stuff aside, like if you can even put it aside at this point, which I can't really. And so I'm, I'm doing it to make this argument, but that's it. You know, now days you think of Vince McMahon and like, it's this, it's those allegations it's that story. Like it's, you can't talk about him without it. Um, but for the sake of attempting to do so, you know, him and WWE creative, like there was like, there's a lot there where you're like, man, that's good stuff. Austin McMahon, like, you know, um, the Hogan stuff, even back in the day, like all that, like booking that company the way that he did and like just tapping into that, just tremendous fast forward, man, to like 2013 and beyond 
like all the stuff that you put up with and all like the stubbornness of Vince McMahon and creative. And, and like, I, I think that like when triple H took power, a portion of the fan base was like, wow, it, there's a new psychology of watching WWE. Cause you're not watching it through the lens of Vince, of Vince McMahon. And then you have this kind of like really stellar run of WWE programming and, and good pay-per-views and good stories and concrete characters. But then, you know, when it comes time to like crown some of that, like the business hammer drops and like the Vince McMahon style pivot, forcing this down your throat happens. And it happens to Paul Levesque too. Like the successor, the guy like on the white horse, like coming in to like save WWE booking, still beholden to like weird business stuff like this. And I think that's just like, it's it's ironic. It's ironic that it comes at this time, like given that Vince is just, just completely out of the picture. Um, and I think it's just a, a harsh reminder that it's still a really cutthroat business and wrestling is still super cutthroat. And you can have the greatest creative mind in the world, but if you don't have like the power to execute all of that, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, you still are getting pushed aside. And I think this is like a, kind of like a cruel just reminder of that all that still exists. <laughs> and mm-hmm. luckily this time it comes in the form of a huge match like rock and Roman and not like Goldberg versus undertaker or something like silly like that. Yeah, definitely. And like on the broader point of that, you know, just look how humans structure ourselves as a society that uh, a lot of people in high positions with power, as you laid out there, typically are not the greatest um, human beings. You can go mm-hmm. back thousands of years of history of leaders and um, people in powerful positions or modern day people that are well regarded at the top of companies or governments, whatever you want to go there. And, uh, you know, that's just something that we do as humans is you have to be that level of megalomaniac to want to be at the top of something and give up everything to be there, to be a Bill Belichick, right? You have to basically not, not that he's doing this sort of stuff. I'm not saying that, but, you know, not known to be like the easiest guy to work for either, right? Right. So just like, uh, you know, the fact that we have to get there, the fact that, you know, like Zach Haydorn, just always breaking down my door to get get stuff in them. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, get we got cut up the show, Tyler, for the love. <laughs> so yeah, so that's just there how we structure society, and you know, I don't know how we remedy that as a whole, but just something to think about. We're not. I mean, I hope we can solve that problem on the show at some point, but I don't think it's going to be today. Yeah. Uh, but Tracy, great. It's a great topic, you know, and God, he was abusive emotionally. Yes. In many places, but, um, you know, he was able for good or bad, like drop the hammer on whatever creative he wanted. Like that was what was going to happen. Um, and now it's like, not, it's not that way. So it's kind of, yeah, has, it's, it's weird. Has anyone besides him and maybe Bill Cosby been able to like give you like a lot of nostalgic childhood memories and also, like, ruin your childhood nostalgic memories in the, in one fail swoop. Like, is there another? Like, such a weird correlation of like it'd be like if I mean, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of creative people are well, even like like, like the Harvey Weinstein thing. It's like I don't 
Yeah, but um, like Pulp Fiction was not like your childhood memory, right? Well, that, <laughs> like, what, what, yeah, but exactly. Like I don't like look at movies and go, oh, that's a Harvey. Like I do now kind of more so than I did. But like when I was a kid, I wasn't like, ooh, this is a Harvey Weinstein movie. Like, great. Mm-hmm. Like it just that wasn't it's a different relationship that you have there where this is like direct, like the Cosby thing. That's that's directly on there. I don't know. Maybe there's probably like a sports star out there. I would say if I thought about it hard enough. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, that you could like, um, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that's like such a specific, like to obviously less like a way less tier than the people they impacted directly, but like, mm-hmm. like a, a, a wider, what's, what's a word less than trauma, whatever that is mm-hmm. of like to, to us, like, as like someone who grew up watching that and like is a a lot of my cherished childhood memories are single-handedly like basically the vision of this horrible human being and like to have to deal with that on a yeah. on a basically a daily basis is like something i don't appreciate that he did right so. yeah i know <laughs> and like yeah i mean like and you could like put that you can keep going with that like you can keep mm-hmm. pulling that that string and like Hulk Hogan. Well, that's there. That's for therapy session Thursdays. The, the, the yes, show that's the, later, that's later Thursdays. in the year. Thursday yeah, shows. we'll just like get on the red couch and talk about how yeah, uh, how we all have, you know. I guess we'll do the mommy complex episode. And it's all about Rhea Ripley. You know, so that's Ooh, that. okay, all right. That'll be a, a fun, fun joke segue out of that dark topic. <laughs> so. Tell your uh, Zach, we're gonna get to your super chats, and Sean, we're gonna get to yours too, um, right after this. But Tyler. I want to hear the worst idea ever for yeah. WrestleMania. And I'm curious if anyone else has worst, like a worst way yeah. for this to go, Zach. You too. You don't have to think of it now, but okay. Press Drop it live. Thursday. Drop it live if you guys yeah. do. Press conference Thursday. Cody announces that for WrestleMania, he's going to use his Royal Rumble win to be in the main event of WrestleMania as the special guest referee between The Rock and Roman Reigns. <laughs> pretty bad right so uh yeah then, that's really bad <laughs> in the match the rock hits a rock bottom certainly ending roman reigns gets the pin cody goes one two and doesn't hit the third and stares at rock and is like you took this from me and then like the bloodline coming to beat the rock and roman roman wins and cody is like pissed at rock all along the crowd is so confused you go to monday to see what happens next that is like stone cold steve austin turning heel levels of what the hell yeah and, and it ruined and it ruined the rumble completely by using it to be the special guest referee in a match so i'd, I'd be i'd like i'd implore anyone to give me a worse take than that but maybe it's possible that's a pretty bad take <laughs> That's a pretty bad take. That's an all time. So be be there, and then you'll be happy with whatever happens. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's how a lot okay. of my life. That's how that's how I judge. Things, so. <laughs> be, yeah. Do you think that like what about this? This is not a maybe. This is the worst idea. I don't know. I'm not pitching it as that. But like, okay. could you? Couldn't you? If you like were really serious about this, and you were like, and like they can't get past it. Like let's say it gets to like Daniel Bryan levels, and it's just like, mm-hmm. look, like we cannot, you know. We can't get past this thing. Like we're not, you know, we can't do it. So we got to pivot and otherwise it's going to look bad for everybody. 
could look bad for the rock. It's going to look bad for the company. Just you can't do it. Couldn't you just like, is there a problem with doing rock and Roman on night one and Cody facing the winner on night two? Like, is that like, could you like circle that back and go, I told you to trust me guys. This is the plan. Like, you know, I'm, I want, I want the winner of that match. That's a huge match. And I want, I want to face the winner of that from uh, like to, to, to become like the ultimate world champion or something like that. Like, couldn't, like, couldn't you just flip days and like, and do that? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate that. I think the rock of it all is that he's going to want to go on um, yeah. last night and not work twice, but like, I, I'm, I'm, well, he wouldn't work twice. We know. Yeah, that. Well, I'd I'd be intrigued by that possibility, right? If uh, Rock okay. beats All right. beats Roman, and then it's Cody and Rock, and then you can still finish the story, like cleanly, sometime down the line. I don't know, but um, I think it'd have to be. I don't know. Yeah, I just cool. don't think Rock is is going to main event Saturday. Not the last. Yeah. He'd have to check thing. his ego for sure. Like. Yeah, especially if he's not going to unlikely at this point, I would say. So. Yeah, yeah. So another option, maybe not the worst idea. Yeah, but, but not, if you can control great. every piece on the chessboard, I don't hate it. I mean, yeah, Roman yeah. working twice say serves a lot of like solves a lot of issues on yeah. this. And uh, you know, has anyone ever worked twice on WrestleMania? I mean, I think what Undertaker beat two people one, but like on the two day format, no one's worked twice, right? Nope. Dana Bryan worked twice at 30, right? But no one's like main evented both nights. And if you're Roman, that's something you want to do, I would think, for like a legacy standpoint. You already have probably more main events than anybody, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe him and Hogan have similar numbers at this point. Hogan main evented, I guess, like not they're, eight of the first they're nine. Close. I think. They're close. They're really close. They, yeah, because it was like Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior was like seven. Was that the main event of seven or eight? So let's see. So one was the tag, and then two was like the multi. So that's Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. Hogan didn't main event four. So okay, that was the tournament. That, that maybe the tournament. that was Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. Ma- well, Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior, I think, was like is that six, seven, but it seven? wasn't the main event. Okay. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I got to sound a rabbit hole here, but. Well, he made he made yeah, now I now I'm gonna do this. He made it at one, two, three, five, six, seven, and nine. Technically, I don't know about eight. I don't know about eight. I can't remember eight, and I can't remember ten. I don't know, not ten. Ten, he's so I think gone. It was like seven of the first eight. Okay, something like that. So, yeah, a lot. Got a, a lot. Rome's got he's to be up. right about there, or or pass it at this point. So. Yeah, that's something there. like to, to they're going to be two nights forever. I would be surprised if they're not. So like to be the first guy to main event nights one and night two. I don't know. I would jump on it, but that's up to you know. If you want more money, I I, I also understand not doing that either. So solves a lot of yeah. issues. Yeah, <laughs> Tracy, you're making me laugh very hard in the chat. Tracy said Roman works twice, and he's met his 2024 match quota. Very true. Very true. Thank you, Tracy. Um, good stuff. Okay. Let's get to some other topics and then we will wrap up here. Um, Zach chiming in here. Uh, RIP Toby Keith. I'll never forget watching him suplex and eliminate Jeff Jarrett from a battle Royal 
on the debut episode of TNA. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be frank. Like, I don't know a lot about Toby Keith, you know, RIP or of course, um, but I don't know a lot about him in the music world. I do remember that, that suplex though. And I do remember that elimination. Um, and I do remember that, that episode and it is, it's pretty crazy like to, to be reminded of that. Cause it's certainly not something Zach that I think of or Tyler that I think of really ever. It's like since that moment, pretty much. Um, but being reminded of it, it's like, Oh yeah. Like, Holy cow. Like Toby Keith eliminated Jeff Jarrett from a battle Royal. Like how bizarre, um, how bizarre is that? So yeah, good call out. Uh, do you remember that tire? Did you watch that? Are you a Toby Keith fan? Uh, you know, for someone that's passed, I don't want to say no, but you know, I, I I'm aware of his music and has some hits out there. The uh, put your boot, put a boot in your ass is the American way. Like the 9/11 rebuttal song was always is always a good karaoke jam. Yes, yes. So um, he's he's epitomized that era of like stadium country. I think is mm-hmm. is, is the genre. Um, so yeah, that whole sort of like Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr. like vibe of like which I sell tons of those shirts. So, so Toby Keith in my heart, uh, you know, is there 62, way too young, you know, died of cancer. Oh, so dude. that's unfortunate. Jeez. So, so on that, that's real unfortunate, but um, yeah. And the TNA thing, you know, my TNA history is again, like almost nothing. Um, so I've never claimed to be, but that's, I'm going to certainly watch that YouTube clip. I, right I, I so would find the awesome. YouTube clip. Yeah. I'll try to post it in the, uh, in our Patreon group for free. So you don't have to necessarily be a member to, to see it, but uh, it, it is cool. Like it's a cool clip to, to like watch back. Cause again, I don't, you know, it triggered someone else like triggered this um, memory. I think, I think I saw a clip of it on Twitter today when people were talking about Toby Keith and him passing. And I was like, Holy cow, that actually, that did happen. Like that's crazy. Um, and it was pretty cool when it happened. So good call out Zach. Uh, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Um, We'll go to Sean here and another part of Raw last night. Uh, what did you guys think of Rhea and Nia last night? The Rhea and Nia segment. Rhea got squashed. And it seems like she needs to turn face soon. How long can they wait? Um, so my take on this is like it's, it is what it's been for like 12 months, which is they're going to do Rhea and Becky at WrestleMania. And I think – they don't want to fight a headwind in Australia. So they're going to lean into, you know, Rhea as a babyface opposite Nia for a match at Elimination Chamber that was announced, mm-hmm. you know, yesterday. They're going to do that. Um, hopefully, I think the idea is that that presents Rhea as an even bigger star, big reaction, big pop, big everything. Um, and then she goes into the big match with with Becky. So I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was like, I thought Rhea, like I know people are down on Rhea, um, but I think she's been really effective for like what they're asking her to do. They're not asking her to be the beacon of the women's division. She's not going to carry the title. She's not a strong worker. She's not even being put out there for like really long segments, but this is going to be a valuable spot for her. And I think Rhea will get elevated a little bit before the biggest match of her career against Becky. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. The face turn, um, they are like really teetering on the edge. I mean, if you watch, they don't do as much stuff anymore with Rhea and Dominic, like of like direct with them. Like she'll, he'll come out for matches, but like that 
kind of shtick has kind of like mm-hmm. been put on the back burner a little bit and they lean into just Rhea being Rhea more. Um, I think that's telling. So I don't think it's very long. I don't think it's very long at all. Like so much so that I can see like this Becky match, like launching her officially, like just as a, as a baby face. Like I think they're, I think they're that close Tyler. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I think it's also smart booking, you know, have a common opponent between the two of them going right. into the Becky yeah. Rhea match with, with Nia. And that perfect zone for her to be in. Right. Um, also the judgment day of it all like that, that's going to come to a head with, you know, Finn Balor presumably being out of the company post WrestleMania. If reporting mm-hmm. holds up and, you know, McDonough, um, and you know, I think yeah. that can, that can be priest and Dom as a group, right. In right. whatever way they choose to go, um, or both are on their own, right. If a priest is going to be a baby face and Dom is the ultimate heel, like if that dissolves, around the same time because Balor's gone and then there's a reason for everyone to kind of go their separate ways. That's a good point as well for Rhea to turn baby face and not be part of that group. So I think it all has panned out pretty well. And, you know, has judgment day been the hottest thing ever the last couple of months? No, but like they will never be forgotten in my mind, making like August and September and October um, yeah. bras like watchable and exciting. So that like is an invaluable thing that they've done and that's what yep. they needed to do and now the bigger stars are taking over so yeah uh, yeah i agree i mean like i look i think yeah, judgment day you know yeah they're not the shield and they're not the bloodline but wherever rhea ripley goes and however hot she gets and whoever like big of a star that she becomes um so much of it is rooted in her time as a member of this group. So, like, it will go down in infamy if for no other reason than the place where Rhea Ripley kind of found her comfort zone and found her voice as a top star. And that that's pretty cool. And I think they probably made a ton of merch money. So, good for yeah. that. And if Damian Priest wasn't, I think he's 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, 34, man. Like, yes. it'd, it'd be two, two huge megastars coming out of a group. And that's like hard to do, period, in the history of wrestling to get yep. two big stars out of a group. And I think Priest will, I mean, he's not, he's shown to not be injury prone and work a smart way. So I think he's still going to be a valuable asset for, you know, three to five years for that company, too. So, mm-hmm. um, so still like major win for, for WWE to turn that questionable edge weirdness group into <laughs> um, a total 180. So really like, Looking at the year for a group, honestly, is, is Judgment Day. Oh, I agree. Yeah. No, last no, year no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been good. All right. We'll finish off with Zach. Um, and thank you, Zach. Um, and thank you, Sean, for the comment. Uh, appreciate you supporting the show. It's always great to get your questions and answer them, man. They're always uh, really thoughtful and appreciate it. Um, Zach jumps in here and says, thoughts on the idea of Forbidden Door at Arena Mexico? Tyler, you're up first. Uh, I'm down on it. I'm, I'm down on the idea of a Forbidden Door, like three. Um, and I'm down, I mean, I like the Arena Mexico location for it, but with how oh, much. Oh, sorry. You stole my count, right? I'm go ahead. You can keep going. Keep going. What you like? You like the 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 location? Oh, go yes. ahead. Just, just jump no, no, you that. go. Yeah, just, but like <laughs> the luchadors have, you know, they've used them too much on the AAA talent, the CMLL talent for that matter. There's just been too much on the show and they've been too defined down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in general to make it not desirable. Um, so, you know, is Vikingo the AAA champion? I think so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if it's like Swerve and Vikingo, like, yeah, that's a great match. I'll, I'll get the pay-per-view and I'll enjoy it. And I think there'll be some awesome matches on it. But I think it's for it's for me. It's for Zach. It's for Zach Barber. Like, that's what it is, right? It's just what kind of always has been. And it's like it's back to – I just hope it doesn't take up too much TV time to get there. And it feels more like a – oh, yeah, like instead of collision this week, you know, what, get the pay-per-view. So, you know, I'll enjoy it and I'll pay the $50 as a crazy wrestling fan, but I don't think it does really anything post that um, for me or for AEW. That's where I'm at, man. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like I, I just, I think that there was just more of a um, synergy with new Japan for this forbidden door thing. And even that has kind of run its course because so much new Japan talent, the top new Japan talent that you want to see against AEW stars are in AEW now, including Okada. Which was a huge success. I mean, in hindsight, yeah. huge success to do it because you basically stole all their talent. <laughs> Which is probably why companies don't work with other companies like that because you see what right. happens. So. Well, exactly. But I mean, but you're right, though. They call that like that is that is why it was a success. And I, I just don't know that there's um, just as much of a market for people interested in that crossover, frankly. Um, <laughs> and so I wouldn't do Forbidden Door. I love the idea of running Arena Mexico, though. That is the kind of thing that I think AW should just do more of. Like, less – and I mentioned this on the show, I think, last week. Uh, or I think it might have just been on Twitter in terms of, like, how do you manage, like, these small crowds? Well, it's like, don't run them in huge arenas. Like, take it on the chin. Understand that, like, look, okay, four years ago, you were able to sell 10,000 tickets or 5,000 seats in these places. And now it's – 1800 so like adjust and run cool venues like run mm-hmm. like like there's a cool yeah. wrestling venue in chicago here like the logan square auditorium like and that's too small for for aw no no doubt but like stuff hammerstein like, like hammerstein, hammerstein ball stuff like would be awesome yeah like a, I think a, you, a collision at arena mexico oh my god I, that that's appointment viewing so in cool. march when there's nothing else going on there's no college football there's no nfl yeah. playoff games around it whatever like it'd be awesome Awesome. So I think it's a great idea to run like those like interesting venues like that around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, but not for not for Forbidden Door, not for Forbidden Door. Um, Thank you, Zach. Um, Last thing, Tyler, we have AEW Dynamite tomorrow. The biggest Dynamite of the year, I'd say, without question. Um, Mm -hmm. Sting and Darby are going to go after the tag titles. we got Swerve and Hangman in a number one contendership match. If I set the over under on viewers for this at... 936. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? Can I uh ask a question? Or is that no? No, you okay. can't. You can't. Oh, you can't. I mean, well, do you know what last week was? I'm probably gonna take under before you answer this, Ooh. but last I'll, week it doesn't even matter. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. Take the under. I'd be okay. shocked. I'd be shocked if it goes over that. That'd be like okay. a huge huge win for AW. Yeah, I'm taking the under too. Um I'm probably like taking eight, the under. Like a hundred thousand under that is probably what I would think it would be. Like yeah, high I mean, sevens, oh, low eights is what they've been forever, it seems like. So yeah, I think if you get like eight eighty, you're happy. Oh yeah, like, that'd be great. Like you're happy. And if you get in the nine hundreds, you're like really happy. Um yeah. I think it has a chance of it to be like a really good show if people are tuning in. Like I think 
you know, mm -hmm. Sting and Darby, like that's going to be something people want to see. But um, yeah, I think this is going to give a good, the reason I brought it up was because I think it's going to be, give a good snapshot of like what the high end level is for like dynamite viewership right now today, mm -hmm. like in 2024, what is like the high end of what dynamite can do? I think you're looking at kind of like whatever this show is. There's not, I don't think there's any huge basketball games up against this. There's some hockey, I'm sure, but like, you know, nothing significant. Like this is, you know, outstanding, uh, uh, like aside from any like potential huge news stories that pop and attract attention, like this is going to be a chance to kind of like show where they're at, you know? And so if that is 920, like, okay, that's, that's, that's good. Like that's a significant increase and they're able to draw with big matches when they're not, when there's no competition, if it's eight twenty, then I think you're kind of looking at like, well, what we, you know, you can't put on too much of a bigger show than that and have it not be a pay-per-view. So yeah. um, you're kind of like, okay, like now, now what do we do? So I think it's going to be really telling like how this show does to set like a new water level for, for AW. And what they do, I would just like give it like a two week window on that. Because AEW tends to like have a really good show, and then the ratings pop the following week. But it's sure. got to keep delivering on that, and that's kind of why it's been up and down, up and down on the, you know, thirty, forty thousand person, up and yeah. down sort yeah. of situation. Good point. Good point. All right, look, guys, we'll end there. We will wrap up there. Uh, Tyler and I will be back on Thursday afternoon, three Eastern, for another edition of the Brass Ring Media Podcast, the flagship show. Probably talking a lot of AEW on that show, given um, the stakes on Dynamite this week and other. WWE topics. We will uh, be on the air right before the old uh, WrestleMania press conference. So we'll uh, be able to talk about any breaking news there. Uh, but thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for everybody who contributed to the show via super chat. We appreciate you. Thanks to everybody who listened live and participated in the live chat. It's awesome to read uh, you guys going back and forth in a, you know, <laughs> it's such a fun way. I love it and appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you can become a brass ring media member heading to patreon.com backslash brass ring media we offer a four dollar membership that gets you all sorts of cool stuff including full access to our daily newsletter um a brand spanking new member podcast every single week uh ple and pay-per-view review shows access to discord community and a really fun uh environment with brass ring with other brass ring media members um i think you'll really enjoy it and uh you can go to Patreon now and do that. It's patreon.com backslash brass ring media. I will be live right here on the YouTube channel tomorrow with a brand new show spotlight. Uh, new details coming up on that very soon. And uh, super excited for that show. And hopefully you guys all join me there. Um, Three Eastern right here on the brass ring media YouTube channel. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. We'll see thank you guys you. all next time. Later. <laughs>